Yeah, baby. Nice and informal on this week's episode of Media Majors. This week's episode is going to be different, everyone. Yeah, hey, yeah, it's already different, but it's super different now for a couple reasons. One, one, Mama Number Five is now the theme song. That's right, we got the rights. Yeah, we killed Lou Bega. Yep, and then I wrote Mambo Number Six, and it was the appropriate most sexual song that's ever been written. Um, yeah, but also one, we just y'all, it's been yo, I don't know. Have you had a super bad March too? I've had a really intense March. Been a rough March. Happy birthday to me. Um, but so partly that. So we're kind of we're taking it a little loosey goosey. We're still gonna fry up some content for you. Um, but first, we also have a piece of window dressing. Very important, almost the centerpiece of the window. We bought new blinds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we launched a Patreon for the the major cast network. Uh, it's it's a, you can visit it at uh, Patreon.com/slash/majorcasts. Um, it's, you know, it's your standard tiered Patreon, uh, where... Actually, I say, I don't think it's a standard tier Patreon. I think we're, like, the most affordable Patreon, because we're not asking for a lot. Yeah, yeah, focusing on those low-level donations yeah. that, that really fill things out. It's, it's specifically, uh, just so everybody is, is clear as to its purpose, it is, I mean, like, we're very small, and this money is not going towards us like we're not buying a bunch of shit it is specifically a network patreon network wide so that way uh we can like fund the things our creators do so yeah. if people like need like a mic replacement or something uh hopefully we'll have plus also we we work pr pretty hard to maintain and continue this network and and if you decide that uh you like our content enough that you would like to pay we would very much appreciate that because we do this uh for free mm-hmm now I know what you're thinking. All right, all right, all right. We've got we're 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 on board. What am I gonna get in return for that sweet sweet chicharron? And first I'm gonna be like, that's fried pork skin. But please don't pay us in fried pork skin. Absolutely not. That's a bad idea. Uh, it's just not gonna travel. And well. I won't stop sucking on it. And I told him that's not the correct way to yeah, eat I'll pork. Yeah, I'll stink rinds. up the yeah, I'll stink up the whole apartment. Yeah. Well, you and the dog with her lamb bones. Oh my Do you remember that one? Yes. Uh, so yeah. The, speaking of which, God. for the first tier, we'll send you one of Rhoda's chewed chews. Straight up. <laughs> we'll send you a chewed chew. We'll send you. We'll send you. Uh, okay. So Rhoda has a Kong. Anybody who mm. doesn't know what a Kong is, it's a piece of rubber designed to prevent dogs from getting the things inside of it. And so she just sort of bites it and puts it in her mouth. And within 10 to 15, it gets utterly soaked in dog juice. Mm -hmm. Just, just, Spit. we'll send you a Kong, a, a dog juicy Kong. Yeah, we have an old Kong that Rhoda doesn't use anymore. I love playing with that dog. If she gets anywhere near me with that Kong, I literally get up and leave. That's fine. I don't. I don't blame you. Uh, other uh, other bonuses. If you donate forty, if you donate, <laughs> you donate forty dollars, cold cash, no questions. If you just oh, there also is a PayPal.me. Hang on, Liam, you vamp. So, uh, vamp Lisa Vanderpump. Lisa Vanderpump was on the Real Housewives of I want to say Orange County, but it could be Los Angeles, uh, Beverly Hills. She was on the Real Housewives of uh, Beverly Hills, and she got her own spinoff. And I think the spinoff is uh, like more successful than her um, original Real Housewives show called Vanderpump Rules, and it's basically about her and her restaurant and all the waiters that fuck. Apparently it's a really fun show. It's one of the three things I don't, uh, oh, we're done? Yeah, we're done. Okay, good, hey, good job. Thank you. Um, If you go to paypal.com, uh, or, oh Jesus, paypal.me slash majorcast, like if, if monthly 
shit isn't your bag, you can just donate one time directly to the network there. That's how it works. Um, but for, yeah, if you if you donate $40, I will uh, send you a mystery picture of, of really... I have very fair skin, and yeah. it's very smooth, so you won't be able to tell where it's from, but I will send you a picture of my skin for whatever purpose that may serve you. $50, I'll punch whoever you want me to punch. <laughs> Make it somebody good. Hey, listen. No, no, for no, 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 no. Disagree because if a $50 punchline is a uh, that you've already it's verbally binding now. It's true. It's true. That you will punch anyone, make it somebody good. Make it like if you're if you're politically minded, you could make it like a Rush Limbaugh or like a Milo Yiannopoulos. But if you're just feeling Oh. Hugh Grant. No, oh. just kidding. I'm just No, kidding. no, no. We're, we've buried we, our feud with Hugh Grant. We buried the hatchet with Hugh Grant. <laughs> I'm that, just kidding. I will not punch Hugh Grant. Absolutely not. He's incredible in Paddington, too. He sure is. Jesus Christ, he's really good in that movie, actually. Uh, if you donate $60, I will uh, watch Paddington, too, because I have not seen it yet, because I have not seen the first Paddington, oh. because I have a strong connection to bears and red hats, because that was what my parents were. <laughs> a bear and a red hat. Your parents are two bears. They're two bears with one red hat. Wear clothes. <laughs> what a sexy video. Sell a lot of honey. Yeah. Lot of, yeah. There's some ethical quandaries to be thought about there, but that's maybe well because bears episode. make honey. Anyways, I think I. Do think, you, well, I'm sorry. Do you think bears call bear cum honey? Uh oh God. Yes. Um. If you donate seventy dollars, I'll quit the network, and you won't have to hear me say shit like that anymore. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we do have content lined up for you today. Congratulations, everybody. You're in for a steaming pile of content. Um, because Sekiro just came out. Well, this is a gaming but Tom, entertainment podcast. Fuck that, because I want to first talk about how Mia Farrow loves Mist. <laughs> That's it. Mia Farrow did a really funny tweet about Donald Trump That's that ended. Really I told you I wanted. Good. I really want to talk about this. Uh, Mia Farrow had a, a very quick tweet. She was like, "Trump is bad. Mist is great." And I just feel like, uh, actually, it wasn't. I, there's a, well, no, you're right. But there is there's an interesting fun wrinkle to that. Uh, Ronan Farrow apparently credits Mist as like his start of his love for like investigation and what got him into investigative journalism That's if you cool. want to hear more about that listen to today's uh ep or yesterday's episode of the waypoint podcast waypoint radio um awesome walker we pa love you patrick klepik apparently was on the same was like a community manager on a message board that ronan farrow was on oh, and dope. interviewed him one time and Very it was cool. yeah 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 Hey, look, I wanted to make a fun joke and actually, like, learned a really cool thing. Yeah, it's super cool. Go play um, Mist if you can. God, Mist is so Go play fucking Mist, good. Man. Anyways, Anyways. Uh, and also play Mist 3. I'm one of at least uh, two people, of which I am one, who's beaten it. Nice. Um, the MMO one. But yeah, we're going to talk about, because I'm playing Sekiro, and you just started Dark Souls for the first time, and I know that Sekiro is, like, not a Souls game, but I think it would be interesting to, to talk about. Um... Uh, I I think I think uh, full. F I'm not done with Sekiro. I'm about like early mid. I think late early or early mid. I've beaten two bosses in Dark Souls. You've beaten two. I think uh, I was about the same. But I'm saying it because uh, spoilers. Full spoilers, obviously for Dark Souls because oh yeah, the 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 seal date has long since expired on that. Um, but I will I will be speaking directly about events and things in Sekiro, so if you don't want that spoiled for you, again, like I said, I'm early mid, uh, early oh, mid game, but... I learned a, uh, not a big one, I learned a really fun Sekiro spoiler that's going to 
uh, based on the last uh, fight that I saw you do, oh, yeah. it's going to make you so mad and happy at the same time. I can't wait to see your reaction. Awesome. I will not dare tell you what it is, though, because that is some great... I watched a bunch of boss fights in Sekiro today without knowing the story, yeah. and I forgot everything anyways, so, uh, man, that was a pretty game. Yeah, it's really gorgeous. Hey. How, how are you liking, because it's a little less, but how are you liking the look of Dark Souls? I'm very oh. curious to see how you, how you, how that's I, working on you. Like, do you mean the fact, like, do, when you say the Just look? Just the aesthetic. Oh, well, I, I was gonna say, I love the aesthetic. Um, my, my only problem is I'm not deep enough where it's all, like, monster, monster, monster. Like, I'm still fighting a lot of guys in armor. Yeah, a lot which of is undead. Fine. Yeah, yeah, which, like, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna complain that, I've, I've looked at so many, the Great Wolf Sif is weirdly very important to me because he's a dog with a sword. I, I cannot, I think Sif might be a she. I think I'm Sif, so sorry. Sif is I apologize. Female, I believe I cannot remember. Dog with a sword. Um and that's kind of like I'm not, I'm not kidding. When I learned about Great Wolf Sif, that's kind of when I was like, "Oh, this game is supposed to be like ridiculous. Like it's 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 yeah. a heavy metal it's a heavy metal van." Yeah, it's oh yeah, yeah. It's a heavy metal van. Oh no, Sif male. Sorry. Pardon me. Right. Well, you know what? Now we know for sure. Yeah. Um, I got Bloodborne in, like, 2016. Um, is that, does that track? Was Bloodborne out in 2016? Uh, Bloodborne came out in 2014. Okay, cool. I believe. So that's when I got, I got Bloodborne, and I, I, I love werewolves, and I've never played a From Software game before. Man, I, I do think that Bloodborne is, like, the wrong game to start with, because it is. Oh, for sure. Very intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's the wrong game to start with, because I had never played a From game before. Exactly, yeah. So I was like, wait a minute, I can't run around. You have no fucking, you have no concept of what anything is. Mm -hmm. It's very vague, like, what, like, how the hell are you supposed to know what arcane means without a wiki, and why you definitely should not put fucking points into arcane? Yeah, I mean, even as, like, a, I think I was playing D&D &D by then, but, you know, yeah. that's, that's when I, at one point, I said to Jody, I think we should get rid of proficiency bonuses. <laughs> <laughs> that's how bad I was at D&D. &D. I think it's, I think you, you make a very good point, though, about how FromSoft is, like, on, is about, like, peeling away the, the layers of, like, what can exist in a world. Like, I, I'm very interested to hear. Shit what you think as you progress through dark souls because even though i think it shares themes with lovecraft i don't think that dark souls is lovecraftian in the way that bloodborne is yeah where bloodborne is very directly engaging with that yeah versus dark souls which i think just sort of by happenstance and i mean obviously they're pulling but like it's very much inspired by uh manga and also anime berserk uh which you would actually really i think enjoy um Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> But just just the way that they 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 are very good at like setting up in even in this like fantastical world like a very grounded you're in like you start in the burg in a in a like a neighborhood and yeah it's I like forgot that it's literally fantasy. called like dead burg it's the undead burg yeah but That's and so and good. same thing with Sekiro like Sekiro is and and I don't think this is like a huge spoiler you can I don't I don't care is like it starts very grounded like we are in feudal japan and yes there are there's some like mystic elements i would say but it is very much a game that 
they're so intentional about that first one that you run across yeah. you know like like oh, yeah. you you you're not far enough in but like i think the dragon is is a good example from dark souls where it's like oh shit or it's it's actually a drake technically but the thing that burns the bridge is a drake first and... of all you don't need to describe the difference between dragons drakes and wyverns to me <laughs> someone who literally is trying to be a professional dungeon master i uh second i actually think um, I, I agree with what you're saying, uh, but I think that the appearance of a dragon in that early on, or sorry, a dra uh, the appearance of Aubrey Graham that early on in Dark Souls, uh, that's Drake, it's a, that's a joke maybe the nerds won't get, that's a cool <laughs> jock joke, um, uh, doesn't immediately make me think like, oh man, what other monsters? Because to me that's like, oh yeah, okay, so so there are dragons, this is still very medieval, like, Englishy. Can I, can I ask too, because like, right out the gate we're talking we're dealing with demons like just in play like obviously in cutscene it's like there are these gods that you're gonna kill but um what what was your reaction when you first like came across a demon it like the the taurus demon and also the asylum demon uh i mean my first reaction was i love the the design i mean yeah, I, yeah, my yeah. first reaction when i see uh, so here's here's a little thing about liam senior that you need to know is that i love monsters more than anything monsters rule no non-monsters drool i have that tattooed on both my legs uh so like i i also have lived with you for yeah. almost two years so i know that there are crazy crazy fuck off things in in dark souls i wrote a D, &D boss for our, our friend jody that's a husky with a sword in its mouth yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, specifically for him but I still, I guess, was like, I guess my first reaction was just like, cool, there's some fucking awesome monsters in this game. That's fair. I wonder, I do think that, like, comparing the two, the way that it starts in Dark Souls, because it is, like, inherent fantasy, and it's established, like, that there are dragons and giants and gods in this world, that seeing something like that is, is maybe not, like, a huge oh shit moment. But I also do feel that like the the design is is intentionally understated for both like yeah. they're both bipedal and and they you know they both attack in they both use similar weapons similarly like big fuck off hammers and stuff so it it kind of i think softens their blow and i, I like visually and and just what they represent for what this world can can exist what can exist in this world you know mm -hmm. versus mm -hmm. like Sekiro I think actually I, I think that they, that is really the arc that we've seen from go from Dark Souls to Bloodborne to Sekiro uh, is Demon Souls to Dark Souls excuse me uh is is that like they are much oh better no Liam don't jump out the window <laughs> at at doing the unfurling you know like in yeah. in Sekiro this is I think like the big spoiler you run into a cave at one point and you can like run on the lip but there's like a thing you can see something glowing down below you and because of these games train you to be like a glowy thing i'll go pick it I up i love and check glowy it out. things you jump down there and it's this thing called the headless that i'm not gonna like i like that that alone should describe what it is it's missing a key feature listeners write in and tell us what the headless is missing but it just it's such a fucking good moment and they do something kind of similar i think where you come across a, a what is called the chained ogre very early on and mm -hmm. it's like it's but it's just a big man it's just a big tall man and then like that the headless was the first um 
like non-human entity that I came across that really fucked me up. Like I jumped down there and I was like, oh shit. And then it spreads this like fog that slowed me down and fucked me up. And I tried to hit it. I tried to parry and it did damage through my parry. And it fucking- Not your best friend parry. Yeah. And then it inflicted a status effect called terror and it filled up all the way and instantly killed me. It's like, it's like frenzy from Bloodborne, but worse. And- and like I think that that is like a really strong moment, and stronger even than than other times that From has sort of like pulled the tablecloth off of the table to reveal another brighter tablecloth, you know. I'd hate that. Fuck. I like it because I feel like there was a time where boss fights were like the best, mm-hmm. and then. I think Call of Duty became a big thing, and you. Like, well, there's no boss fights in Call. That's of Duty, what I'm. That's really. what I'm saying is that they. Oh, is that they kind of went out of vogue? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I felt like for a long time I was playing games that were missing those. So you know why? Like everyone makes like when action movies have like big explosive endings. Mm-hmm. There was a reason to that at one point. It was supposed to signify like the emotional explosion and sort of like a very over the top like. Because mm-hmm. they're movies. And I feel like boss fights were always good kind of milestones of just like, hey, you're you're chugging along at something. Yeah. Um, that's why I like the, you know, I really dug uh, the Borderlands games, uh, even though they are a mess. Um, but that I think something, something about the, like, promise... Because after Dark Souls, I'm going to play Bloodborne, and then I'm probably going to play Dark Souls 2, and then I'm probably going to go to uh, Shadows Die Twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I just love a good fucking boss fight. Yeah, I think it also, I, I have a theory that the reason that boss fights went out of vogue was uh, the the popularity, the rise of popularity of the term ludonarrative dissonance, um, which is when like gameplay does not match the story and people for very, I think specifically like the ending of the first Bioshock was like a big moment where people were like, one, this boss fight sucks. Like, it's a bad so boss bad. fight. And also, like, this is, like, a stupid story beat that doesn't fully make sense and does not, like, jive with the rest of the story. And I think that From managed to... They're so good at, like, creating a world and designing characters that look like they belong in it that I feel boss fights make sense like in Sekiro there's a lot of like mid bosses that aren't like major players in the story by any means it's a lot of other swordsmen yeah it's just it's just people who who are like more skilled and trained and i think it actually adds to the feeling that they're trying to cultivate of like you are a shinobi and so like you are you are trained to be able to take out grunts super fucking easy like a shinobi hunters are some of the bosses and those are people who are literally trained to be able to defeat you so it makes mm, talk about sense. my wife and it also oh boy. and it um 70 dollars, listeners you'll never uh, have to hear me again and uh it, it, i don't know it just you, you i'm so sorry you just ruined my whole train <laughs> i'm so sorry you destroyed me you're talking about but it, but also i think i think because <laughs> <coughs> because <coughs> I'm evil <coughs> burn my body because the game is like directly about challenge and like there's a bit there's a broader uh conversation that should be actually very short there should be a story mode in these games I think um that is not challenging but it just the 
I think that that because that these games are a directly about challenge, uh, in a, in a way that like I think a first person shooter is not necessarily like. Call of Duty isn't supposed to be hard, you know. Mm-hmm. Sekiro and and other FromSoft games are like very very much about how am I gonna approach this very bespoke encounter? Like, what am I doing here? What is my moves? How do I react when it inevitably go like breaks bad? And and, and so I think that the boss fights don't feel out of place in the same way that they do in 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 a Bioshock, you know. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had to pay Jane for healthy spot. Um, also, and I cannot stress this enough, at some point, someone had the idea of giving a big dog a sword. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I'm making a joke. Ha ha ha. It's very funny they gave a big dog a sword. But I feel like that speaks to the uh, creative energy in the... It, that's... But like, because... Okay, Let's. I want to look at I, like the levels of of the the initial like so base level. That's a big dog with a sword. That initially that's funny. Second, there's something very badass about the way Sif uses the sword in yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. And then you realize the third level. Oh, there's an entire narrative surrounding this whole thing. Yeah. There's an arc and a story and like it's sad and all this stuff. And then you get to the fourth level where you're like. This is a this is a bunch of ones and zeros. Like this is doesn't exist. This isn't real. Yeah. And then you get to level five, which is this is a big dog with a sword again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's that that's that's why I like the game so much is mm-hmm. because it's it's it can be very serious and uh, poignant and like thoughtful. And also there's a character that everyone just calls the Onion Knight. Yeah, but he look, but like, what? How yeah. else can you yeah, describe like him? That, well, that is also like an in-universe joke. That like, he's that not is... that in the game, but universally, if you have played Dark Souls, and well, no, I no, say... no, I mean like literally, like yeah. in the item description for his armor. Oh, it's Onion it, Knight. Literally, cool, they cool, are cool. like they are called the Onion Knights, which is kind Perfect. of a joke, but also they're like they're respected, even though that right. And which I think is why it's part of the reason why like Sigurd or I can't Sigmar, I can't remember which one. I think you got it right. First one, yeah. Um is like very representative of what of like the dark souls franchise and why everybody loves him is because he is like very silly and fun and there is a lot of like poking fun at who he is and what he does but at the end of the day like that is what makes it very emotionally resonant and resonant and fills it with pathos yes 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 oh god it's yeah i mean that's that's like my that's my jam that's my cup of tea is when things can be bombastic and silly but also like poignant and it doesn't feel tonally dissonant yeah like i'm i'm on a boss right now uh called the guardian ape which is even though i don't actually like playing it that much it is my favorite just conceptually and visually my favorite boss um that from's ever done i think where it it is at one time like very silly like he he will fart and poison you with his farts and then shit in his hand and throw the shit at you which will damage you and poison you which is fucking hilarious manages to also thread the needle of like this is a tense part of the boss fight like i need to be able to avoid the fart and also like is a is is what thing a fucking monkey would do think about that even further he's distressed as a monkey to to or ape 
to a point where yeah, he's where resulting he's, to he's throwing shit at you. Yeah, yeah. like like it, like if you, it, I I know I know we're we're you know like we're a- over analyzing video games. I don't death, think but so. I like for th- there the, is an absurd amount of detail. In sh- oh, one hundred percent. But I, like the pathos of making a boss fight where it's like a monkey uh, ape is resorting to throwing poop at you because yeah. it's it's worried that it's because it's assessed you as a threat is like it's such it's a giving a dog a sword yeah it's giving, it's giving a, dog a dog a sword, sword. god damn yeah i think seif and guardian ape might be two of the coolest boss fights from has ever designed i think IMO. they might be two of the coolest bosses like in video game They're design really i good. watched the great ape fight today and part of the uh, the the the, the, fir- the one that i saw you uh yeah fight. yeah yeah and the thing with the with the, the sword like, yeah yeah the, so so the execution on it is it's really good very and creative. then it fucking yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's a but to me it feels like um there's there's a uh there's a uptick in like nostalgic creative creativity i think where it's like misusing that kind of childlike wonder and i think Mm -hmm. that's why a lot of uh I think that's why a lot of things feel that's why I like I, I can't get behind sausage party as a concept because <laughs> yeah. it's just like you're you're mixing like milk and like you're mixing milk and you know grain alcohol which yeah. to me is a fucking crime. well and also there are already like adult themed animated movies yeah but, but ones that are like good yeah. you know but it feels like from software ha- it is a it, creatively a bunch of 13 year olds who are you know what if this fucking giant dragon demon had a big club but at the same time it's like a very adult yeah. very mature and very scary game i would be very i, I really legitimately i know you kind of poo-pooed it because anime but, uh, but no like, i was totally kidding. oh i know but 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 like um i would really be interested to hear what you thought of berserk because uh from just like directly pulls shit from yeah. that uh manga and like like the skeleton wheels are just just i mean like line for line that's what it is in berserk um i'm i'm actually uh been into oh god uh genji ito genji ito yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah he's great yeah you see that Uzumaki? guy uh uh yeah it was a uh, uh was that the one that everyone the, the cover spirals. that everyone talks about? No, I saw the spirals, but there's the one the cover everyone talks about that's like too disturbing and it's Tom- very disturbing. Tomie? I believe so. It's the yeah. one with all the fish stuff on it. Oh, the death stuff. That's yeah, the yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I saw the guy who was all eyelids. It was like covered uh, in eye sockets, and I was like, oh yeah, no, this is this is the best. Junji Ito's really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm working on a, a monster based project coming up that. Yeah, I don't want to. Well, we'll see. But uh, uh, Junji Ito has been added to Excellent. a list of influential things to do for you, that. Dude, if you, you have not read Uzumaki the Death Spiral, it I, is I've it is told. his seminal work. You can you should you can find it. I, I don't you can find it online. I'm sure I can get it. Yeah. It's I'm 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 trying. I'm more wrestling with like, do I want do I want to become a horror manga guy because I'm starting to lose sense of who I am as a person. <laughs> And only recently I've kind of been able to grapple that back in. Um, um, don't other? stop listening to Minor Threat if they mean something to you. That's <laughs> that's what I've learned. All right, I think well we have we we've have, recorded we have stuff to do and and relaxation and leisure to partake in. Yeah. Um, this whole episode was our self care corner. Everybody, thank you for listening. Please donate to the Patreon or the PayPal. 
We love you very much. Check out the Hard Times podcast uh, network. I've worked so hard on it, and yeah. everyone is so tired. It's like it's like fifteen people, and we're so tired. Jesus Christ. Um, I can't. Any anything anything else? You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Thomas Lockney. Oh, yes, this is important. Um, it, it will be out uh tonight but uh when we're recording this but there will be a new episode of brett easton hell yes their newest podcast why don't you give it a listen um uh uh, people are talking about american psycho Mm. which uh is just a super fun work to dissect and dive into movie book napkin scrawling i'm really interested to hear about the book oh also um other patreon uh go go uh toss a couple bucks lenny's way uh lenny burnham host of the filmographers his patreon is uh, patreon.com slash Lenny Burnham B-U-R-N-H-A-M M <laughs> Burnham Burnham and uh, check out the Double X Files Patreon absolutely as well um, new episode of We Are Experts uh, if you want to hear me tell a story about how I had to have diarrhea yeah the hopefully there, our feeds have been acting a little funky and I'm in the middle of trying to fix yeah. that so uh, luckily most of our downloads come but from the website is, yeah it is on our website so Alright, we're gonna go play an RPG where we're bears. <laughs> Bye. Bye everybody, we'll be there for you. Bye! Back in history class, did you ever take a step back from that textbook you were reading and just think to yourself, man, these people are very dumb. Hi, my name is Eric McAdams and I have a podcast for you. It's called Big Time Whoopsies, and every other Wednesday on the Major Cast Network, I tell a guest, and you the listener, a story from history involving massive incompetence. Big Time Whoopsies. People are dumb, and history can prove it. Thanks for listening to the Major Cast Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.